You're listening to Voss and Bonnie's My Wife Hates Me on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. She really hates him. It's really true. Why did she marry this jackass Jew? Some people say that opposites attract, but this seems more like a suicide pact. He's totally sober. She's not that drunk. He's really old and she's got some spunk. He's totally holy as an asinine bum and she's just a little less dumb. She really hates him. It's really true. But somewhere deep down, she loves him too. Testing one, two, testing one, two, three. Welcome to my Wife Hates Me podcast. Uh, straight out of our uh, dining room in Hillsboro, New Jersey. That's right. We don't go to a studio. We don't have guests. It's just just Bonnie McFarlane and Rich Voss. Uh Holding it down, holding down the fort by ourselves. We do this by ourselves. We've probably done 350. Uh, We used to do Patreon, and then we gave up on that, and and I realized why. Uh, You know, we do this by ourselves, and then Patreon, we we just do an extra podcast. So it's it's way, it's too much. You know, if we weren't lazy and put video content up and everything like that, but you know what? Enough of that. Enough of all of that craziness. Just want to do comedy. I don't want to have to do. I know. I just sh- want to go to shows and do stand up or um, go do write stuff or I just want to be creative. Yeah. I don't want to. Oh, here's my story on Instagram or my story. I'm not going to on- tell this story here. I'm going to wait and say it on Patreon. Yeah. I'm just, it's too much. All right, and well, I know you got to do that. You got to do it, but. No, we don't got to do it. We, we are doing it. That's why, you know, the people that are doing it are are moving forward in this day and age. You know, TV is a thing of the past, I would imagine. It's all. Is it? Hey, no. I don't know, but it's all YouTube and this and that. And, I mean, you know, Bobby nonstop is promoting. I mean, he's got a whole team that promote and do I everything. Know. It's like a cult in there. I know. He's a, Bobby from the shed, Bobby from the fucking attic, Bobby from, you know, here. (laughs) And he's very productive. And, you know, he works, he sells tickets, but it's nonstop. Uh That would affect, you know, my time playing golf and going to Costco and Walmart and all the fun things. We can't give everything we have. All the fun things in life if you sit on the internet all day, right? Mm -hmm. So... I mean, you know, if most people lived our lives, you know, and went to Marshalls or Walmart or Costco, uh, a lot of these comics would be filming themselves in those places. No, that's personal. That's a personal thing. When you're walking through Costco, you know, you don't want people to know what you're getting and the fact that you're standing online to get free samples (laughs) and you're calling them. Well, you're telling them now. And you're calling everybody trash while you're doing the same thing. They're knocking people over for their samples. I sit calmly. And then when I get get up to my samples, I take like seven for my family. You know what I mean? I take a couple. One for Mm -hmm. my wife, one for my kid. 
When you yeah. pick them up, do you go, oh, this is for my wife and my two twins and my oldest? Yeah. I say, yep. When I get the bagel bites or the, you know, the little piece of sausage, like I'm fucking some starving kid in a third world country or like I'm Oliver. Can I have some more, please? You know? Yeah, I have some more, please. Please. You know, you feel like, what the fuck? Yeah. I could just spend a dollar and get a whole sausage. Sure. You know what I mean? I hear you. You know, I got uh, how many times do I buy pack? You I know, packs know. of sausages. Yeah, chicken, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yep, with a little apple in it. You got it. That's what I get. That's I don't right. need their samples, and I don't yeah. need to video it. I don't need to videotape and me grubbing free fucking samples. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. Okay, so let's move on. Let's get this going. Uh. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? What's what's interesting to you? Anything interesting that you... Uh... Yeah, well, I just finished four seasons of The Killing on uh, wow. on Amazon. Jeez, you, you, Fucking you amazing. do everything like an addict, don't you? No, you I... really do. No, I watched it at the gym on the treadmill. Uh, when right, I was... but you used to have like a sort of a no TV policy for the day. No, I you never, never watched. That. You'd watch golf and stuff, but you you would never watch. As long as I've known you, you never watched a, a show. No, during the day. No, and but I still don't. Do. No. Oh, I've seen you. I've no, seen you. Nope, nope, nope. Unless I'm on the treadmill, that's when I watch it in a day. Oh, you've never. I've never come home in the afternoon and you're watching some killing or something. No, nope, only golf in the day. You know, I, I do remember one time being in a hotel with you, and I wanted. Raina was very little and I wanted us to rent a like kids movie. Um, and you wouldn't let us. Why? You said it was too much money. It was a scam. But it was like, well, I'm not gonna take that kind of money you could have went out and bought a portable DVD player and bought the movie at the same price and then left with a DVD player and the movie. You know well, I do have a portable DVD player that I lent to my daughter and I haven't seen it ever again. Ever again. Well, do you use it? I don't know. I can't. You, we I bought it to it. watch those free movies that we got. No, from. no. We bought it a long time ago. No, I, I didn't. I bought it and gave it to you for either Christmas or your, or your birthday to watch those free DVDs that we got from um, the, what is it? The Guild. Was SAG sends it to us? Or SAG it the and Writers the Guild. Guild. Writers Guild and SAG. And so that you could take them on the road and watch them. Yeah. So that's where that DVD player is from. Well, it doesn't matter. I, we know what a DVD player is for. We know what a DVD player is for. I said I haven't seen it since you bought it for me. So. I know, but when I, what? But the thing was, I just all I did was just correct what you said. We've had it forever. I just corrected that. That's all. No, I said I haven't seen it forever. Okay, whatever, Raina. Come here. Come here for real. Hey, I got to ask you something. This is really like my least favorite thing that we do on the podcast. Let's find out about the DVD player. No, you yelling for Raina to come down for 10 minutes of the podcast. No, and her she hasn't been no. on in a while. I know. Thank you. I it's don't think that she should be on. She can make a cameo every now these, and then. There's some monsters that listen to this. I've talked to them. Oh, what do they say? Oh, I like your podcast. <laughs> I like when Raina's on. 
I was in Toronto. Rainus is just a user Instagram anymore because of all our friends are on there like, happy birthday, or, you know, they mm-hmm. comment. She goes, I just want to write like, okay, pedophile, to every one of them. I go, you should. <laughs> well, but how do they know her Instagram? Doesn't she, it got to be private? Doesn't it? Isn't it private? No. To follow her, it is. Um, I don't think that one is. I think her new one is. She won't She's got like follow. 17 Instagram accounts. Why so? Raina. Oh, here we go. For real, you got to come here for real. No, it's a, it's a major. I'll give you $2. I got it in cash. Look, ask mommy right here. Look, what do I have right here? He's got two $1 bills in his hand. $2 in cash. Oh, well. I guess money comes easy for her. And DVD players. Uh, last night, uh, at the cellar, sitting there, having fun. And Amy comes in. She's sitting next to me. She goes, did you see my special? But she knows I didn't. And I go, uh. It only uh, just came out yesterday or Tuesday. So really? it's, it's not that big of a deal. But I don't want, I don't, I that told her, see it I go, I don't watch specials because I don't like to, I don't want to pick anything up from anybody. She goes, oh, you're going to pick up some period material? And then I, you know, joking. Right. And I just stopped. I, because I don't want to go head to head with her because she'll get mad. You know what I mean? Because. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Because I'll say something fucking well, brutal. Well, don't say something. So you I don't. can't control it? No. Not if I, not like when. Keith and I are smashing each other. Amy actually has a good sense of humor. Oh, she does have a good sense of humor. She's funny. Like, you know, we were sitting there. She was saying some funny stuff about, you know, about different things and whatever. But I'm not going to, you know, say, do you see my special? And then say something like, "I, you know, I couldn't think of anything worse. Or, you know, just a a comeback like that. I think she would think that's funny, though. You think so? I I do. I don't know. I don't want. It's hard to know because when people get famous, they do change a little bit because they're so used to everyone just sort of like. Kissing their ass. Being nice to them. Yeah. That when somebody's a little bit not nice, it it might be more jarring than you'd expect. But I, I think for the most part, like she knows who you are and that that's your kind of humor. And then I think she'd like that or maybe not like it, but I don't think she'd get mad at it. I don't know. I just, it's not worth, you know, like certain people, like, you know, I know if Keith or, or, or Bobby's there or whatever, I'm going to say whatever I want to them. But they're your best friends. Okay. So even other people, I just don't know her. I mean, I can say things to my friends that I can't say to other people that they wouldn't know. But I don't know her like that. I only know her as, you know, sitting at the table. I don't know her where I'm going to go say anything. She's still super pregnant, right? Yeah. I did. I said to her, good luck. She's in a month, due within a month, I think. Oh, fine. I mean, it seems like forever, and honestly. Very sweet what she did with Kenny's son. Yes. On right. her special, dedicated mm-hmm. it to him. So, I mean, you know, what do I, whatever. But no, I didn't see the special. I don't watch anybody's special. Well, she said in a New York Times article that she was like sort of inferred that, that comics hate her. And she goes, but they they hate anybody who's famous. But hey, they don't hate her. They're always very nice to her when she comes through. Oh, comics! What comics and hate comics her? don't hate other comics famous. just because they get famous. No, I fucking no. I like Kevin Hart. I like Chris. I like 
fucking uh, Mark Maron, Rogan. I like all of that. I don't. That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't think Chazelle that's true. Neck, either. You know, uh, you know, maybe. Like there might be well, some like she's outspoken too, though, when it comes to different. You know. Uh, well, the thing is, is it it feels like if there's any pushback at all, you go, oh. People are haters. It's like it's not. People are allowed to have a differing opinions. Well, but no, she's outspoken when it comes to like, you know, uh, women's rights, guns. So whatever you're outspoken about, the she's opposite. Pro-gun, I heard. No, she's not. She's anti-gun. Oh my god. What? So whatever you're outspoken about, something the opposite are going to come after you. You yeah. know, that's what you're going to deal with. And when you're that famous. Anytime you have a well, polit- you have a platform, you, yeah. you reach a lot more people. And any political view you have, you're gonna have a fucking, you know, the 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 other fucking right. Idiots. And some people are just total dickheads. Obviously, anything yes. I post, people write, yeah, shitty things. Anytime I, uh, anytime. did you read what I wrote on Instagram? What someone oh. wrote? What do you do with Rich Voss when you're on the road, like? What do you mean? What are you do with me? I'm, like I'm, oh. keep him in an enclosure. I go, he chewed his way out of it to fuck your mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's, they don't kick you off of Instagram for talking like that? I mean, they did. I didn't even thought about that. Uh, You can't say, I've been suspended for saying kill yourself to people. So you can't say that. I do know that. But I bet if you spelled kill differently, you could get away with it. Or if you say jump in front of a train. Yeah, you probably, I mean, they would have to. Um, I mean, somebody has to like send it to them, right? Like flag it. I don't I guess know. Some and Twitter, snitch. I got, I got um suspended, or I don't know, some kind of notification of like I couldn't say certain shit. Mm. Telling a lot of people to go kill themselves. They came to my house Twitter one day and sat me down and went over. The yeah, rules. went over the rules. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that there's rules on Twitter because it really seems like very lawless. Well, they're the biggest fucking mokes in the world and trolls and scumbags. So You, you know, know what I find so funny, though, is like people will write like, um, it's honestly, it feels like people have never had anything bad ever happen to them. It really feels like that. It's like if you're complaining about, so so so, so people will be like, um, yeah, the comments in this you know, on this tweet are, you know, out of control men, you know, wishing ill will on me or whatever they say. And then you go to read them and they're pretty tame. You're like, well, this isn't bad at all. I was like, wanted to get into some real juicy shit or like they're mostly positive, one negative. You're like, God, if you're complaining about that, honestly, you have to like rethink your life and be like, wow, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky because People who have shitty things happen in their life, they don't have time to fucking go through every comment and worry if it's, you know, too harsh for them or not. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't it seem weird that people like focus on. Norton is smart because he only reads from verified people on Twitter. I told you to do that. You do that? No, but I check my verifieds a lot. But I'm just saying, you could just put it on verified. Yeah, I got like three. Sam, you, whatever. Well, huh? you. This is the problem with you. You don't. Re, you don't go out to anyone else. So 
I do. There's a there's an algorithm that happens well, no, I with got Twitter Ricky, and stuff. Is that you'll see the more people that you that you interact with, the more you see their tweets. Like they'll come up on your feet. Tweet. I don't go on the other right, side. Right, so they're not going to go and fucking. So the verifieds aren't going to go on your side then. I, I don't have to. They don't. Just, your your tweets aren't really going to show up to them. I once in a while will. You know where your tweets are going to show up to the people you respond back to the haters. That's where you're I, spending I, all your energy. I retweet Colin a lot. I'll retweet. So uh, you probably you'll get Colin's tweets a lot. Retweet Bobby or right. So you um, always see their tweets, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you've interacted with them. So that's how it does it. It's like, oh, he likes tweets from these people. Let me show them him those more often than the other people's. Yeah, well, sometimes they get that uh, algorithm gets things wrong. Sometimes. <sighs> yeah, I mean, uh, listen, when I was developing this, uh, you got to see this documentary about this chick that, that uh, started Theranos. That nine billion dollar blood company. Uh huh. It's pretty fascinating. I've been following the story for a long time, and it's it's. Uh, I watched the documentary last night. Well, I want to. Yeah. She just basically lied to everyone, and and got so far, got so far with it. How much money did she make? Well, zero in the end. Oh, she. I'm sure she hid some money somewhere. Well, I don't know, but her her company was. A nine billion dollar company, and then it went to zero, like kind of overnight. Like once the, the facts came out, Did people lose all their stock money in it. Well, I, I don't know. I I don't know how business works. I honestly don't have any idea. But what happened is people invested a lot of money. Like yeah. somebody would invest like a hundred million dollars, and somebody would invest, you know, from a. You know, one woman invested $100,000, but she's just like a normal person that will never get that money back, you know. But other people, you know, she had big, big people on the board because the idea was so great. What but was the idea again? The idea was that you could get like, um, oh, you know, over 100 or, you know, up to 200 different um, blood, t- uh, blood, blood tests t- done from a single prick on your finger and that you wouldn't have to go to a doctor to and get it. blood. Yeah, you just go into CVS or Walgreens and buy the thing and prick your blood. And no, they it. would do it for you and put it in the machine and you come back an hour later with your tests. And the tests were just wildly inaccurate and people were like, you know, oh my God, I've got cancer. <laughs> you know, then they would have to go to the doctor. You know, you have nothing wrong with you. You go, oh, well, let me get a blood test, see if what my, my blood says. And they don't know what's, how to read the blood test. So they Google and then they're like, oh my God, my whatever's my estrogen's up a bazillion percent. That means I have a tumor and you know, they freak out. Now they got to go to the doctor and they got to spend all this money when really, if they hadn't done the prick at all, it wouldn't, you know, they would have been fine. See if it was sent off to a lab. Well, it, then- it was sent off to a lab. That's the thing. They never, ever got the pin. They, you can't get enough blood from a single pinprick to do that many tests, let alone in an hour, let alone in a machine, an automated machine that's on the premises. So it was all a lie. They would, a lot of times they would just take the blood intravenously at, you know, or whatever you call it, like with the needle as, as it's done all the time and then send it to an outside lab to get the results. You know, 
because they they just didn't have the technology to do it, but they just kept lying to everyone that they were doing it a certain way. So if she was smart, she would have said the prick, and they go, we could test for these five things, and did five things. Well, they only got FDA approval for one thing, and it was, I think, herpes. Herpes or syphilis, I can't remember. I think it was herpes. Um, yeah, so they never really got... I mean, they made a huge deal with either CVS or Walgreens. I think it was Walgreens. And um, it went away because they couldn't do it. But they just kept lying to everyone that they were doing it, that this was happening. You know, she would just blatantly lie. She was on the cover of like Forbes magazine. She was um, interviewed by you know, Bill could, Clinton. It, she was can, on all these TED Talks. They could do it. It just didn't give the right results. Didn't say it could. The machine like, really couldn't do it because the machine was this machine that was like, you know, like as big as that printer, basically, maybe a little bigger than that printer. And you were supposed to just put it in. And then, I mean, the documentary showed the insides and it's like, zh, 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 zh. it's supposed to like. That was the exact noise. You know, the needles would go in and out and, you know, do all these different tests, but they could never get the machine to work. I mean, literally, this machine never. So she invented a machine, too, and the the whole she thing. She invented the idea, and then she had other people, you know, work on the, the machine, machine. To give the results that weren't coming out. So how did she get approved? If they would only approve her for one drug, I mean, one. for one test, then how did she sell this if it wasn't approved by well, the FDA? Well, because... And why would Walgreens... If Walgreens knew the FDA didn't approve it, or if she has or whatever, why would they get involved in something? Because she got around some of those issues by being shady. And she it was in Arizona where they had less laws to deal with. So the first machine was in a Walgreens in Arizona where somehow they were able to get around some of this shit. And because they were sending the blood to real it had something to do with that they were like FedExing the blood. There was some kind of like loophole. So when they FedEx the blood to these other facilities to get the testing done or whatever, they it was legal somehow. But wouldn't that come out right away that we cannot test all these diseases from this little amount of blood wouldn't. Well, people say, did. People were like, hey, you can't do it. But the thing is, is that like they've said that, about, oh, you can't fly. And then somebody builds an airplane that can fly. Oh, you can't uh, make say, a light bulb that won't burn out um, the insides in a couple of minutes. Well, then they do make one. You know, it's like. Yeah, it, but if, if the, the, the Center on Disease Control, whatever, like St. Atlanta, puts out a statement, these things are fraud, you can't do this, then Walgreens or whatever. Well, they kept very secret what they were actually doing and how far along they were. But it's like anything. It's like, oh, it's like, can't, oh, I, we, we don't have a cure for cancer. And somebody's like, well, we do have a cure for cancer. We're not coming out with the results exactly yet. We're not making that public, blah, blah, blah. Their company wasn't public, so they didn't have to share their trade secrets, as it were. Well, Wal uh, who's ever buying that, putting in a hundred million or fifty million, would do some research from the results. They would see that the results are coming back. They're lies. In, in, they were full. They were lies. They were full, full blown lies. I mean, no, if I'm Walmart, Walmart, I say, or Walgreens. I mean, Walgreens, you come to me with your prick blood. 
I'm well, they, no they come to, to they come oh, wait, to you wait. before the thing is done. They say, "Here's the projection of what we're going to be able to do." Okay, then Walgreens. And Walgreens goes, "Okay, let's get in on this so early. This is a great idea." So Walgreens puts up money. Yeah. Then they send out the prick blood test results come back inconclusive. No, they don't come back. They lie. Who's sending the test results? You're not se- once once the test results started coming back and people were like, "Hey, my test results were wrong," over and over and over. Walgreens, Walgreens shut it down. No, yeah, Walgreens isn't going to lie. There, no, they're not lying. Theranos is lying. Theranos is saying, "Here's your test results," which they've all been fudged and. Oh, so the so the test result, the tests are sent to this lady's company, not to. To what are you talking about? You, you go to get your blood. Oh, here's your b- blood yeah. test. Now you get your results. Here's your results. Who's uh, doing the lie? Walgreens isn't like going over no. the results with them. That's the whole thing. A doctor normally has to give you a, um, what do you call it? Uh, Walgreens would go over your test but results stop, so they would know what to If put- you want to know. Oh. It, no, they won't go over it with you. That's not the deal. The deal is here's a company that, and they had to change government regulation because right now you have to have a doctor give you a prescription or whatever to go get your blood test done, right? They're saying, we're going to skip the middleman. You can now just go to Walgreens, get your finger pricked. That's why they yeah. do it in Arizona because somehow they're able to circumvent what whatever the federal government has said is legal. And you just go get your finger pricked. But sometimes you had to get when people were, you could also go to a doctor's office and get Theranos, t- Theranos testing too. So when you get your blood results back, there's no one going over it with you because you've cut out the doctor in this situation. Well, you just said, and Walgreens you know, isn't going over no. your results with you because they're not a, uh, um, but you just said you can go to your doctor and do it. Your doctor would have to go over the results when they get it back. Yeah. So at some point they start seeing, oh, error, 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 error. They go, oh, this is not working. Theranos has to shut it down. Yeah. Right from the, the second this company starts and someone goes to their doctor. I love that they had people, no, they had interviews, they had, they had like these people on but the how board come that doctors were, weren't coming out saying everything's wrong. People were, but nobody, like it's, you know. You know, until this Wall Street Journal guy wrote this huge, you know, sort of thing about it. And they had a guy from the inside of Theranos telling all, you know, it was like it's on the one hand, it seemed like they were this they're this huge company with this huge potential. But the lady didn't start it off as a scam. She really thought it could probably work once she started it. I mean, I believe that's true. I be- But she was told from the beginning that it probably wouldn't work. But that's fine. That's Everyone gets told stuff's uh, not yeah, going to work. Yeah, told us not to make our movie. I knew you were going to bring that up. You're now, I love that uh, you just said that. Well, we're yeah. talking about a fucking $9 billion Theranos company. And you're yeah. like, yeah, well, same with uh, women aren't funny. Yeah, they told us not to do it. They all told us. It's still available on iTunes or Amazon. On Hulu. Is it on Hulu? I don't think so. Is it? I don't I think don't so. It's on. Um, no, don't tell them to go there because it's free there. What? Oh, come on. It's um, uh, Sundance. Uh, Sundance uh, Now. 
Actually, I think you might have to. I don't know if it's free there. You probably have to have some kind of subscription. Oh. Anyway. Um, so, the, you know, on the face of things, it looked like this. A lot of very big, important, successful people were involved. The, the Steve Jobs, like right hand man, was one of the guys involved in it. You know, so like oh, Steve's. and then they're just lying. They're just writing. They're falsifying things. They're making these. What happened? One of the reasons that they got caught too was because when they went to Walgreens, they had to do an ad campaign, and you're not allowed to say things that aren't true. So that's really one of the first times that they had like real pe- people really going through what she was saying and fact checking it, and it was coming out, you know, not clear, like not good, not true, and so they kept having to make the wording more and more vague about what this product was and what it could do. Yeah. I mean, there was red flags product. all over the place for years and years and years, but What's that? there was red flags all over the place, but also apparently, you know, according to this documentary, which is available on HBO and I have no stake in this. Um, Jigsaw did that documentary. Um, a really good uh, documentary company. Anyway, they, um, what was I going to say? Oh, this is how a lot of startups work. It's all kind of like, you know, they, they don't have the product yet. They're saying, here's what we're going to make. Here's what we're, we need the money to, in order to do it. And so you invest in the idea and hope that it comes through. So that's what they did. But a lot of people were kind of fucked over by it because they got bad test results. You know, a woman who fought and cancer and they, you know, they did a, a couple of, um, on this other thing I saw, they did, you know, they interviewed actual people that, that got bad test results and she'd like beat cancer a couple of times already. And now she's being told she has cancer again through her blood tests or Theranos blood tests and stuff, you know, just like, you know, well, I, They're fucking with people's lives. It's not still going. No, no. She's going to go to jail. Her and her business partner are probably going to go to jail. Yeah. And get out and have millions of dollars hitting. I've maybe, who knows? Account. I don't know. I know that you judge everything by money, but. No, I'm just saying they're. You know, criminal, that's their end game. That's what they wanted to do was make money. That's what well, they, I think they in the beginning, she for, really thought that this was going to be an idea yeah, that well, changed the world. And then she sort of drank her own Kool-Aid and couldn't pivot once things weren't working the way that they were supposed to work. You know, she just kept pushing this same bullshit, this line of bullshit. She must have been very, very good at... Lying. Yeah, people, big important smart people believed her but also it was funny because it was like a lot of old men and um they were like well she was just very charming and very compelling and also very bright and you're like and she made your dick hard no well she's a pretty girl yes and she was like 19 when she started this thing so she was you know in her early 20s getting money from these people and when she got caught how old was she I've, I don't know. I don't know how long it went on. I actually don't. Who was that blonde talking when I walked up during the That's doctor? her. Oh, so she's in her 30s. 
which has been going on for a while. When does the court case start? I don't know. When does she go to trial? I don't know. It's going to be a big case. It's going to be a long case. A lot of people are going to have to testify. Well, they already did the depositions. I mean, this might even be a Senate hearing. Maybe. Okay. That's big. (laughs) When you have to go in front of I love how you don't know what you're talking about. When you have to go in front of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Senators. It's amazing though that if you just lie, you can get so far in life. Fourteen years of marriage. What get were you it? lying about? Being a good person. Well, we are good people. I did a Joe Matarese's podcast last night, and and it's you know about addiction and anxiety and depression and all this stuff and and how you deal with it and why you have it and this and that. And he said, you know, he's uh, he's got a new thing going every every couple months, a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Like his last podcast, he did with a doctor, but that doctor's got me too'd or something. So, oh no way! Yeah, oh, wow. No, nah, I mean Joe didn't know that, and it wasn't during right. You know Joe's podcast with him. I mean, it was a good, it was a good conversation. You know, it was a good talk, but. You know, and I think he he got the idea after Brody killed himself. He goes, you know, Kyle, we got to help people and deal with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and drugs and this and that. And I just said, look, I have anxiety. And he's trying to find out, you know, I go, we're in a business that he goes, well, I take a drug. I'm not saying, you know, he said it on his podcast. So I'm not breaking any of his medical anonymity. Uh, you know, he said, I take it every day. This one anti, he goes, I feel great. I go, well, I don't want to be on a anti-anxiety drug on a daily basis. I just like to take a half of what I was prescribed when I need it. I don't want to have to be on a drug every day because then you're kind of zombified. Doesn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like then you're depending on that drug. You know, I go four or five a week, you know, whatever, without taking any anxiety. Uh, it's what I does get, it do to you? It just calms me down. But like is any it like, drug, any does dr- it like you don't slow you down? No, not at all. No, I still do everything I do. No, but mind wise, no. are you like, nah. here's, you know, like when your dentist prescribes, like say you have dental work and they prescribe uh, a Vicodin, I guess, Vicodin's for pain. And you, and I don't know because I've never taken a Vicodin, but I would, I'm just using this as a, mm-hmm. you know, if you have total dental pain, you take a Vicodin to relieve the pain. Now, if you don't have any pain and you take the Vicodin, I'm sure you get high from it because people used to take Vicodins all the time. Listen, I got Vicodin after I had uh, the C-section and it was l- the strongest drug I've ever taken. In you my life. felt high if or to help with the pain. Uh, both. Really? Oh my God. But the thing is, is like, you know, when you smoke pot, there's a little bit of paranoia. You kind of, which I think is good. It like helps you remember that you're high. But with Vicodin, you didn't know till the next day or till it wore off. You're like, oh. I don't know. I never took You're one. just acting like, woo. <laughs> really? Like, oh God. I thought. I remember going to a, a function and I had taken one. Um, because it was hard, even for like a month after it was like, I would get really sore 
after walking. That's because she like, gave birth to your butt, right? Yeah. Um, it was the only hole big enough. Um, but anyway, I took one to go to, to, to some thing with, with, uh, at your sister's house. And the, the next day I was like, Ooh, I was acting so weird. I don't know. I never taken, even with all my dental work and dental pain, I might've taken a painkiller year, you know, but I never felt high from it. I only felt like, Ooh, thank God I got rid of the pain. And oh, the same well, with anxiety. I'm telling you, Vicodin. Really? Woo. Man. I should have kept some of those. I wouldn't even want to, honestly, because I don't like not knowing. Like even alcohol, at least you're like, yeah, I, you can feel like I'm getting a little drunk. Mm, yeah. You want to know that. You don't want to just be like. Boom. Yeah. That's why acid like in, so a, in an altered state, not knowing it. That's why hallucinogenics are so bad. I guess in one second, you're regular. Next second, you're seeing fucking. But do you know you're on? I think you still know. I don't know. That was years and years and years ago. I just know. Well, anyhow, I wouldn't want to be on a drug on a daily basis, you know, to fucking. But some people have to. Some people have to, you know, you hear these stories where they get off their medication. And that's what happened to Brody. Went off his meds. And then, you know, yeah. And it's very like. Some people touchy need touchy going off your meds. You're supposed to do it really, really well, slowly. Well, you got to wean yourself off. Yes, it. and some people just go, you know what? I'm not taking them anymore, and then and they, they really fall off a cliff. Yeah. I remember years ago when I was 40 and I had really bad anxiety. I was prescribed a drug. Then I weaned myself off it. I went down to a half, to a quarter, to mm-hmm. you know. And now my most of my anxiety comes before I go on stage. It's more of a performance anxiety. I like it when I have anxiety before I go on stage because otherwise I'm too casual. No, I don't know. I just get performance. I forget to like perform. I don't know why, but it's got to be mental. I mean, I went on the other night without any anxiety medicine and I killed. I destroyed New York Comedy Club. I said, if this club was a black person, it would be ashy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Because it's so dark in there. The one downtown. Oh. It's so dark and Mm. like- but they're both fun clubs. They're great clubs. They're really, every time I work there, the crowds are always fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I'm throwing it out to tell you. It's a fun club. You're a comedy club. Fun club. Emilio's very nice. Very good to us. Yeah, I, I the like owner. the owner. I like everything about it. He. Uh, I can't wait till the, till the stand comes back. We have to do equal. We talk about New York Comedy Club. We have to go equal. Well, you can't really talk about a club that's not there. Well, it's gonna be there, I guess. I don't know when the fuck that thing is. You know. I remember when they were like, "I won't stand for this." The club will be closed until August. Yeah, we got that email. Of what year? I know. I was like, really. In very very small print. Twenty twenty. Uh oh. I don't know. Richard Voss. On top of things. Whoa. With a small oh, I did print Bobby, comedy. I did Bobby's podcast with Jessica Curson. I love doing it. She's such a good laugher. Very generous with her laughs and very funny too. So we had a great time doing our podcast, doing Bobby's podcast. Anyhow, we're going to wrap this up in two minutes. It's going to well, be 40 what minutes. About my, what about the... What? No, no. What? About what? Go ahead. No, I just filmed the rest of my thing. Oh, talk about it. Bonnie yeah. filmed the rest of her. Well, Jessica Curson was in one of the scenes in that too, and she was really funny in that. What what do you, what do you uh, film? What did you film? I filmed at Rockwood Music Hall. 
You guys were great. Thank you for listening. No, go ahead. Uh, it was fun. I don't know. It was. It was. It was a good. Uh, the comics that were there that night were they all coming up to you? I thought they were all like, look, like me. What the hell are you? You know, like it looks stupid when you're just seeing somebody film a scene over and Nick over. Nick Mullen said you were dressed like a director, and then they showed a picture of the. Like the old directors with the knickers and the hat and stuff. <laughs> well, the funny thing was because I was wearing that hat because I was in that scene with Jessica. I'm only in the the film for a very short amount. And that was the scene I was in. So I wore that hat only because I was like, I have to be directing all like for hours before and hours after. And I didn't want to have to like do my hair, stop and do my hair for the scene, whatever. Um, and it's funny because, yes, people made fun of me that at that during that I was dressed like a director. I didn't think about it at the time, but that like, guy should have had one of those old timey like bullhorn things. Yeah, and you had knickers on, right, and a hat. I and didn't have knickers on. I was wearing with leather a, pants because with I had- uh, suspenders, right? <laughs> yes. No, it's fun, and it's so fun to direct. Like I love it so much. I feel like that's what comics who love being on stage feel like, and I've never really felt like that. But I feel like that when that's I'm why, uh, when I'm directing, it's like. I'm, take, I'm going to take a course in directing at Rutgers. It's good. But then, yeah. So I, 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 but I do think like all those comedians, like having to direct around all those comedians hanging around that they're all like, like, mm, yeah, like judgmental or whatever. But Nick said they weren't. He was like, no, I look good. Is he just saying that? I don't know. Probably. I like Nick Mullen. He's a fucking weirdo. Speaking of Nick Mullen, he's headlining the Underground Comedy Festival in D.C., the Come Town Boys. And I am doing March 30th at the D.C. Draft House, uh, two shows uh, as part of the festival. So. Well, that's funny. In October, I'll be at the D.C. Comedy Loft. It's a great club, new club. Oh. For me. Yeah. We're D.C. Comics now. Uh, anyway, March 30th, you get your tickets for the Underground Comedy Festival, March 30th at the DC Draft House. Then May 16th, 17th, 18th, I'm at the Stress Factory. A lot of people ask me, when are you going to be at the Stress Factory? When are you going to be at the Stress Factory? Well, May 16th, 17th, and 18th. I hope those are the right dates. It might be 17th, 18th, 19th, or 15th, 16th, 17th, but that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Go to their website and buy your tickets now. Bonnie's a funny girl. For for a female comic, please. Come on, right? Yeah, ladies. <laughs> I'm telling Am you. Am I right? Uh, this weekend, well, I'm in New York this weekend at Westside Comedy Club. And then next week, I'm at the MGM Grand in Vegas. Then the following week, I'm at the Funny Bone in St. Louis. And then I'm at... The Harrisburg Comedy Zone. Go to richvoss.com. All my dates are there. Uh, Vossroast.com. You can always get it. We'll always plug it and we'll always try to sell it because we want new people to see it. It's that good. It's the best ever, uh, folks. And uh, don't forget uh, Gary Goldman's tips on uh, Twitter. You want to. You want to really get into some. 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 Comedy tips. Yeah. yeah. Gary Gullman on Twitter. Or you go online to Judd Apatow's comedy class. You want to learn, oh you God. want to learn about comedy. You want to go to the 
Should Apatow comedy class because I'm sure that's fucking riveting. Uh-oh. Uh what? Uh-oh. Heard some negativity there. No, I'm said I'm sure it's riveting. The I'm comedy sure class. that's fucking riveting. No, oh. that's a positive thing. Oh, what, I shouldn't have cursed, right? Uh, All right. Fans, thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. She really hates him. It's really true. Why did she marry this jackass Jew? Some people say that opposites attract, but this seems more like a suicide pact. He's totally sober, she's not that drunk. He's really old and she's got some spunk. He's totally holy as an asinine bum and she's just a little less dumb. She really hates him, it's really true. But somewhere deep down, she loves him too.